Welcome to the Fit Factor Podcast, where we discuss health and fitness for those who may have mistakenly thought that their best, healthiest days were behind them. That's about to change. Before we get started on this podcast, I just want to give a quick plug for my company, It Factor Coaching. You may recall in my previous episode and in my trailer uh, that I am a certified health coach, certified personal trainer. I'm a nutritionist. I live and breathe helping people achieve their health goals and getting people out of the pit that they're in. And the reason I'm so passionate about that is because I was once that guy in that pit needing some help. I reached out to my health coach and my life was forever changed. So over the past three and a half years, I've helped about 400 people lose over 15,000 pounds, get off of medications for type two diabetes, high blood pressure, all kinds of stuff. It's unbelievable. Um, Personally reversed my type two diabetes. So I've been in those shoes, know how to help and would love to have a conversation with you if you need a little bit of help as well. So you can go to my website at www.itfactorcoaching.health. That's itfactorcoaching.health. And I'd love to, to connect with you there. So go check it out. I can coach anybody from anywhere in the country. You do not have to be local to Houston. I do virtual coaching all over the country. So look forward to meeting you, potentially helping you out, and ultimately crushing your health goals because it is possible. Well, welcome to the Fit Factor. This is technically, I guess, the second episode. Hopefully, you got a chance to listen to episode number one and hear a little bit about my story, kind of where I came from. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that, I would encourage you to go back. In fact, it leads into where we're going today. Uh, So it wouldn't be the worst idea to go check out episode number one hear a little bit about what started this journey, what started this process, where this podcast even, uh, how it even became a thing and why we're here. Um, but here's, I guess technically today would be episode two, but this is going to be the first uh, recording that I'm going to do that has any real content to it that I want to offer to you guys. And it's interesting how the timing of of this recording is happening uh, in relationship to a couple of things, a couple of events that have happened over the last couple of days. And so um, I just feel like this is um, kind of a necessary and a timely conversation because over the past 24 hours, I've had two situations come up just randomly from other people that have both been about this subject. So uh, I told somebody last week, It's, I think I was a, it was a book someone was mentioning to me last week. And then a couple of days later, somebody else recommended the same exact book. And I told that individual, I, I said, man, this is the, you're the second person to suggest this book in the last two days. And I feel like when it happens twice in that short of amount of period, there's a reason for it. And so I went out and got that book. Turned out it was a phenomenal find um, and the timing of kind of getting that pushed into my life was perfect. And so this is a similar situation where I feel like two people in a 24 hour period, both um, kind of honing in on this topic is like, okay, this needs to be talked about because there might be somebody out there that needs to hear this. And so uh, let's just dive in. We're going to dive in. And I hope that this speaks to you. And uh, if it does, fantastic. If you know somebody that it might speak to, share it. That's the only thing I really ask on this podcast. 
Uh, I'm not going to charge you any money. There's no subscriptions. There's no entry fee. Uh, there's no tickets. You don't have to buy tickets to my podcast. All I ask is that you share it with some people that you think might find some value in it, uh, that it might make a difference in their life. So I was on a, uh, a phone call this morning. I got a call from one of my clients and we were just kind of chit-chatting. And he, he said, oh, by the way, congratulations on your race yesterday. Now, yesterday, as the recording is happening right now, it's January the 16th, 2023. So yesterday on January the 15th was the 51st running of the Houston Marathon. And I participated in the half marathon. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that during multiple segments of this, not to talk about me, but really to try to just share some content with you and some concepts and hopefully uh, help you out. But my, my client today says, um, he goes, man, congratulations on your race yesterday. Um, did you do a marathon? I said, no, I know I did the half marathon. He goes, how far is that? And I said, 13.1 miles. And immediately within the split second, he's like, dang, that's a long way. And it really got my attention because in that moment, I remembered yesterday at the end of my race, I had this epiphany. Now, backstory is necessary. I ran my first full marathon last January at the 50th edition of the Houston Marathon. All right. My first full and only time I've run a full marathon. Uh, if you don't know, a full marathon is 26.2 miles. I had spent about four months getting coached and trained for that event. I didn't just decide to run a full marathon and just try to wing it and figure it out. I went and found a coach here in the Houston area that was had some expertise in uh, training marathon runners and triathletes and whatnot. And so he trained me. And I remember at the beginning of that process thinking, golly, 26.2 miles, that's that's a long way that just seemed so daunting at the time I had done one half marathon prior to that race. So I felt pretty confident about the 13.1. Um, but when I was told, Hey, you're going to run 26.2 now that just seems so daunting. Well, Kyle, who's the client that I had a conversation with today, when he said to me, man, that's a really long way. I had this thought that, that kind of went back to a thought I had yesterday when I finished my race. And I, and the thought was this 13.1 used to seem like a long way, but now because I've done 26.2 and multiple 13.1s yesterday at the end of my race, I was thinking, man, that just didn't even seem very long. And I remembered even thinking during the race mile four, mile six, mile seven. I, I remember thinking, man, at mile six, I've only got seven miles left only. And some, some people would think only seven miles. Well, that's kind of the point of this conversation today, because when Kyle said what he did, it brought me back to the thoughts that I had yesterday. Our minds, our brains are pre-wired to protect us. Number one, we, the job of the brain is to protect us, but what it also tries to do is it tries to minimize effort and it tries to minimize energy being used just out of a survival mechanism that we have no control over. And 
yesterday, I remember thinking back at the end of my race, how originally I thought 13.1 was a long way, just like my friend Kyle, when he immediately said, man, that's a really long way. But then when I did 26.2 yesterday, doing the 13.1 seemed easy. I had already proven to myself that I could do 26.2. So in my mind, 13.1 wasn't difficult. Now, why is that important? Far too many times we get presented with physical challenges and, and we get presented with all sorts of challenges, but this is the fit factor. We're going to talk about health and fitness and exercise. And that that's kind of the, the foundation of what we're talking about. So we're going to stay in that realm. Oftentimes we see a challenge in front of us that's fitness related. And in this instance, it's running. And if you're new to running or if you're new to the fitness world, there might be some things that in your mind sound really difficult and really daunting and maybe to a degree impossible. But what you will learn is if you will push yourself to do hard things and then successfully accomplish those hard things, your mind will then recognize that it's doable. And then you can push the envelope a little bit more and a little bit more, and a little bit more. I'm reading a book right now called Never Finished by David Goggins. And if you don't know who David Goggins is, David Goggins is a former Navy SEAL. He is often referred to as the toughest man alive, as the baddest man alive. Um, the intentional suffering this man puts himself through to prove points to himself of what he's capable of is mind-boggling. For years, he was an ultra marathoner, and his longest run he had ever uh, participated in was 100 miles. And at some point in this book, you can read about this. He gets invited or hears about a race in Moab, Utah, that's 200, if I'm not mistaken, 240 miles. And even that to him seemed like, oh, my God, I don't know, man, 240. He had already run 100. It's so wild he could run a hundred miles just on a given weekend, no problem. Cause he's done it before, but he was given the task of 240 miles. And that sounded overwhelming. If you read the book, you'll find out, well, no spoilers, read the book, phenomenal book. So his mind, my mind, your mind, we are pre-designed to, to be protected from things that could be dangerous and to conserve energy. So there's way too many times that our brain says that sounds really difficult, that if we'll just push into that thing and we'll work towards that thing, we will prove to ourselves what's capable. And then we can build on that. I remember it was August of 2019. I had already lost all my weight. I had completed my weight loss journey in July on July 15th of 2019 and in August of 2019, I went to a little convention of sorts with some health coaches, form some uh, some fellow health coaches, and I met a guy there named Marcus Ratcliffe. He sat in a row right in front of me. I can still see the room. We sat on the aisle, my wife and I. He and his wife sat on the aisle, front row. My wife and I were on the second row. And at the end of that session, he turned around to me, and we just started having conversation. 
And through a few minutes of conversation, he says to me, Hey man, let's, let's get together for coffee. Let's just meet up and just talk. I'd love to get to know more about your story and know more about you. So we set that up and I met him uh, here in Houston at a coffee shop and we just began to talk, get to know each other. He asked me about my story and I just shared some of the details of what I had gone through and what I had come through to get to the point that I was at uh, in August of 2019. And at some point in that conversation, he looked across to me and he said, you should do a sprint triathlon. And I didn't have any clue what that even meant. I knew what a triathlon was, but I didn't know what a sprint was. I said, what's a sprint triathlon? He goes, man, all you have to do is swim 500 meters. You're going to bike 13 miles and you're going to run a 5k, which is a little over three miles. And I thought about it for a second and I thought, yeah, I think I can do that. And so that conversation started me on the journey that I'm currently on now. Why am I telling that story? About a week after this conversation, when I committed to doing a sprint triathlon, I stepped onto the track at the school I was working at at the time in the Woodlands, Texas, went out to the track for my very first run. I had not gone for a run or a jog in years, years, started jogging around that track. And I was sharing this with my, with my client today, Kyle, I said, do you know how far I ran? on my very first training session? And the answer to that question was one lap. I ran one lap around that track, a quarter of a mile before I had to stop and walk and catch my breath. That's how physically out of shape I was. My conditioning was absolutely atrocious. I ran one quarter of a mile and I remember thinking to myself at the end of that day, and I think it was a Monday, I said, by Friday, I'm going to run a half a mile without walking. And on that Friday, I ran a half a mile without walking. And I left there and said, okay, on Monday, I'm going to run three laps without walking. And the following Friday, I'm going to run one mile without walking. On that Friday, I ran that mile without walking. And that was how my journey to running a full marathon last January started. My, my fitness journey started with a quarter of a mile. And three years later, 26.2. Now, I didn't go from a quarter of a mile to 26.2 in a couple of months. It took time. It took dedication. It took discipline. Discipline means you do the things you don't want to do because they need to get done anyway. I consider myself to be very disciplined and I pound the drum of self-discipline harder than just about any drum that I pound because you will not build trust in yourself until you prove to yourself that you can do hard things. And when you show up for yourself, you make promises to yourself that you keep. That's where self-esteem comes in. Self-esteem is not something that you get from other people. If it were, it wouldn't be called self-esteem. We build the esteem in ourselves by doing things that are hard. And so when I ran that half marathon yesterday and was on mile four and six and seven thinking, man, 
I'm only running, I only have seven more miles or at the four mile mark, I only have nine more miles. This is nothing. <clears throat> Believe me that I didn't start there. I had to build to that in my mind. I had to prove to my mind, you can do this. And so if I can get across anything to you today, if you're a mom, if you're a dad, if you're looking to get in shape, if you're looking to get fit, shut your mind off. Don't listen to the lies of what's too hard. Push yourself to do things that you don't think you can do. And when you do those things and prove to yourself that it's capable, you're going to you're going to tell your mind this is easy. And then you can push to that next level. All right. So I hope this is helpful for you guys. I hope there's something in here that you can take some value from. Our minds are designed to protect us and to conserve energy. Most of the time, they are our mind, when it tells us that something is big or too big or difficult, it's just doing its job. It's your job to take over that and actively and consciously think, I can do it anyway, and just shut that reactionary, that instinctive um, concept out of your brain, shut it down, shut it down, go do the hard thing, prove to yourself that you can do it, and then build on that thing. And you will look back a month, six months, a year, three years from now, and you'll be able to say, like me, I ran a quarter of a mile my very first time. Now look at where I've come. It started there. All right. So get out there. No excuses. Build self-discipline in yourself. Build self-esteem in yourself by showing up and doing the hard things and keeping commitments to yourself. And I promise you, you will not regret it.